12th chapter. And I'll be reading from the NIV today, and it reads, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. You may be seated in his presence. Today we're going to talk about the God of black and white. The God of black and white. Daniel is clear about the resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. We both will rise. <laughs> And although the eternal destiny of each will be quite different, we will still all rise. Now, teaching about the resurrection back in Daniel's day was not common. People just didn't talk about it. But the Bible makes it clear that everyone must accept God's Son in order to be saved. Now, that's a black and white issue. Now, the Bible gives us instructions on how to be saved. And so in Romans 10, 9, and 10, it tells us that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's pretty black and white. You're either saved or you're not. Amen. What's the difference? Accepting Christ or rejecting Christ? Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Because of Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross on our behalf, God freely offers Forgiveness, but you have to accept it. In order to be forgiven of our sins, we have to recognize that we have sinned first. <laughs> and then we ask God to forgive us, but we have to ask him in order for us, for him to forgive us. If we don't ask, we don't get, right? It states if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not some, but all. We should confess so that we may enjoy the maximum time with God. Christ offers to give everybody this gift of forgiveness, salvation, and eternal life. And this gift cannot be worked for or earned it's a gift. So why do some people reject it? Do they not trust it? Is it too easy? You've heard the old cliche, if it's typically too good to be true, it typically is too good to be true. Well, well in this case, and we've talked about this, this gift is true. If you accept it and receive it, you shall be saved. 
And everybody has access to this gift. Grace is freely given, but you have to accept it. That's black and white. How do I accept it? Romans 10, 9 and 10. This tells God that I accept your gift. Thank you for your grace. And then the salvation, it seals us from that eternal fire. So salvation by grace is our justification for being saved. Now some things are not so black and white. In the beginning God made the heavens and earth. That's black and white. And in the evening and the morning were the first day. It's not the western time time frame. It's evening and morning is the first day, not morning and evening. Evening and morning. That's pretty black and white. He made man and woman. That's pretty black and white. In his image, by the way, which is pretty simple. He made the heavens. He made the sun, the moon, and stars. Pretty simple. Now, some things are great. You shall hate your father, mother, sister, and brother and follow me. Really? But you're a God of love. What you talking about, Jesus? <laughs> what that means is you have to put me above everybody else. Anybody else. Mama, daddy, sister, brother, cousin, wife, husband, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, even your enemies. Amen. <laughs> God says, I want to be first in your life yes, so that we could maximize our time together. Place no one else above me. The word clearly says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God told Moses to speak to the rock. He struck the rock. Amen. Jesus said, come follow me. He didn't ask them if they wanted to. <laughs> he just said, hey, come follow me. He didn't say, hey, come follow me if you want to follow me. But follow me so that I can help you to be saved. So you can be fishers of many, many people. In today's world, brown is considered the new black. 50 is the new 40. But let me tell you something, about them 10 years, <laughs> they make a big difference. <laughs> 50 is not the new 40 because some of them makes you feel at 50, you don't feel at 40. Some of them roles you get at 50, you don't have that 40. So no, 50 is 50. <laughs> In God's eyes, there is righteous and unrighteous. There is good and evil. There is right and wrong. There is no great. You're either hot or you're cold for God. You can't straddle the fence. Well, one day I'm going to be hot for you, and the next day, mm -mm, I don't want to be bothered. Sin is sin. Ain't no big sin. Ain't no little sin. If you break one letter of the law, you've broken all of it. Now, there's a measure of sin. There's a measure of punishment for sin. But sin is sin. In this life, there are some things you just can't explain. Because all the secret things belong to God. The scripture says the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. So we are not held accountable for those. You know that, right? You're not held accountable for the things you don't know. But it's the things you know and you still do them anyway. You are held accountable for that. But all the mysteries belong to God. Everything belongs to him. He don't share everything with us. It probably scares half to death. So it's probably best he just tell us what we need to know. Amen? So our quest is not to figure God out, it's to do his will. It's to get to know him through his word. It's by reading it every day though. 
meditating on it day and night, placing the word deep down in our spirits, in our hearts, and committing some of it to memory. So when you hear the word being preached, you know it's true because you've read it for yourself and you've studied it for yourself. This is the black and white God we serve. He's very specific when it comes to salvation in the Bible. It's very clear. You either accept my son or you don't. Some people don't believe there is a hell. But Revelation says there is. And it clearly says that there's a lake of fire that the people will be thrown into those who don't accept Christ. It says, then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. So you die two times. <laughs> and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Now if you turn to John 3.16, I want you to tell me what it says. See, this black and white God is very specific very specific in certain things in his word. And sometimes you might have to have an interpreter. You might have to have someone to break it down to you. But some things are just plain and simple. You don't need to add or take away. You don't need to try to figure out. It's plain and simple. When you find it, somebody read it for me. What does it say? For God so loved the world and gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, what does it say? What does it say again? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So what does 17 say? For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And if whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God one and only son. And what does 19 say? This is the verdict. Light has come into the world but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. That's pretty simple. Black and white. That's a black and white God right there. You don't have to guess your way through it. You don't have to say what is God saying? What is he talking about? There is no mystery. There is no gray. The rich man was a Jew, but he ended up tormented in Hades after he died. In the midst of his agony, the man calls out to his father Abraham, but he was only a physical descendant. <clears throat> See, my salvation can't save your salvation. I can only save me for me. I can't save me for you, and you can't save you for me. My salvation is an individual thing. I would love to see everybody saved, but Abraham couldn't save the rich man. He had to believe first, and just because he was a part of the chosen nation, he didn't choose Jesus. So guess what? He went to Hades. It's almost like being in a relationship. You can't be in a relationship by yourself. If I invite you to be my girlfriend or boyfriend, I mean, I can date myself, but I mean, really. So if you want to be a part of God's kingdom, you have to accept his son. And that's pretty black and white. 
But this guy, he thought his money could save him or he thought somebody else's salvation could save him. But God is saying this is an individual walk. If you are Jew and you're my chosen, if you don't accept my son, then you're going to hell. It's pretty black and white. The Jews were and still are God's chosen people. But if they choose to reject his son, they can't live eternally with God. Money came by your salvation. Works came by your salvation. Accepting Christ gives you the inheritance of Abraham, which is salvation, but you must accept God's son first. You know this. God chose the nation of Israel to be the people through whom Jesus Christ would be born. The savior from sin and death. That's why he came. Now God confirmed that the Messiah would come from the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus Christ is the ultimate reason why God chose Israel to be his special people. Now God didn't need to choose anybody. But he decided to do it that way because he's God. Now Jesus had to come from some nation of people. And God chose Israel. However, God's reason for choosing the nation of Israel was not solely for the purpose of producing the Messiah. God's desire for Israel was that they would go and teach others about him. Israel was to be the nation of priests, prophets, and missionaries to the world. God's intent was for Israel to be a distinct people, a nation who pointed others towards God and his promised provision of a redeemer, a messiah, and savior. For the most part, Israel failed. They failed in this task. So God invited the Gentiles. God's ultimate purpose for Israel was to bring people to Christ. So that is our job, folks. That's black and white. God wants us to bring people to Christ, the risen Savior. Jesus says in John 16 and 9 that the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in him. That's the sin. That's the sin that sends people to hell. Now, committing sin is not going to send us to hell, but not confessing Christ will, period. That being the case, we'd all be dead and in the grave. His <laughs> sin was the factor. But Jesus paid for that sin one time. Acts tells us there is salvation in no one else but him. No one else but him. So if the Jews decide that they don't want Jesus, well, guess what? They're going to end up like that rich man. Time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's son. And they will rise again. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Those who are sleeping shall rise first. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life. And those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. This God of black and white is very clear. Crystal clear. You're either saved or you're lost. And God wants all of us to be saved. God sent his son to save us, not to judge us, but to save us. So saints of the Most High God, let's round up some souls for Jesus, amen? amen. Let's tell people about Jesus as much as we can. 
And God wants us all to go out there and talk about him to other people and have to be saved. So if somebody asks you, what must I do to be saved? What are you going to tell them? Except Jesus Christ. That's it. But look at my life and look at the way I live. So what? Except Jesus Christ. But look at my situation and my current circumstance. So what? Except Jesus Christ. That's the only ticket to hell is rejecting him. Period. God, the end. No other way. Believe in your heart. Confess. No other requirement. The God of black and white is very clear. How clear are you about your salvation today? Are you clear? Are you sure? Are you saved and sure that you're saved? Are you certain? In your heart of hearts, do you love Jesus? Have you confessed? Have you professed? Have you declared? In your heart of hearts, how much do you love God? And how important is salvation to you for others? I say if you know somebody who is lost, make it a point to introduce them to Jesus Christ. God will celebrate. The angels rejoice each time a person is saved. So I ask you today, to challenge yourself to meet seven people and ask them if they know Jesus. And if they say, well, I heard about him, but can you tell me something about him? What will you say? Will you lead them to Romans 10, 9 and 10? Will you lead them to John 3, 16? How will you introduce a lost person to the risen Savior. I challenge you this week. I don't care if it's by phone. I don't care if it's by social media. I don't care if it's by grocery store. I don't care how you do it. Be bold enough to say, have you met my Jesus? Do you know who he is? You see somebody who's downtrodden. Ask him why. Man, you look so sad. Is there anything I can do to help? Can I introduce you to my Jesus? Don't be afraid. And if they reject you, they reject God. Don't take it personal. Move on to the next. Seven people. Next Sunday, I want to hear your report. Get their name. Who'd you talk to? Was it male, female? Was it a child? Was it an adult? Was it somebody who was lost? Was it a backslider? Who'd you talk to? Tell them that Jesus saved. And this is how he did it. On Calvary's
every day I'm faced with the opportunity to tell somebody about Christ. But even the more to show that Christ lives within me. Sometimes you can do a lot of talking, but it's the action that speaks louder than the words. So let your action be to approach somebody who might be lost. And pray and ask God to, to put them in your path. And that's your opportunity to minister to them. I face those people every day on the job. Honk for Jesus. I used to see that sign a lot on people's bumper stickers. Honk for Jesus. You can go back to that. Instead of blowing on your horn to blow somebody out of the way that cuts you off. Honk for Jesus. And I pray that this week will be a week of opportunity for you. To introduce somebody to the risen Savior. Amen. Amen. The God of black and white is very clear on how to be saved. You don't have to make it convoluted. You don't have to make it confusing. Just say, confess and believe. And you shall receive the gift of grace, which is salvation. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for this word today. I pray that we, as your people, will see you as our God of black and white. Our God of love. Our God of hope. Our God of peace, our God of grace. Help us, Father, to seek out the lost as you place them in our path. Let us be a beacon of light to a lost world, a dark world, a hurting world, an insecure world. Help us to share the light as we walk in the light, the beautiful light of Christ, the one who came to save us. Thank you, Lord God, for sending Jesus to die on the cross. And thank you, Jesus, for taking our place that we might be saved. We ask you, O oh God, to cover and keep us as we continue this Christian journey, both individually and collectively and corporately and spiritually. In the light of Christ, we pray. Amen.